Hey, and welcome back to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman, pastor at Valley Christian Fellowship in Longview, Washington. And today we are in Luke chapter 19 with one of uh, one of my favorite stories. This is a story that I, um, uh, an encounter that Jesus has I love to preach on. I've taught on it many times. Um, in the past, I've actually taken this thing and, and broken it into like a four-week sermon series. It's just a, a fascinating story, and, and I love it. And so this is the story of Jesus and a man named Zacchaeus. And so I want us to go ahead and turn right to Luke chapter 19. Let's read the passage, and let's consider it as we read, and then at the end we'll come back and we'll talk about some of the, the implications for our, our ancient ways for our modern days. And so here we go, Luke chapter 19, starting in verse 1. It says, He, Jesus, entered Jericho and was passing through. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. And he was seeking to see who Jesus was on account of the crowd. But on account of the crowd, he could not because he was small in stature. So a couple things before we move further. Jesus or Zacchaeus, he is a he is a tax collector. He is a chief tax collector, which means he is a basically a traitor to the Jewish people. He is uh, he is looked down upon. He is not considered to be someone that the Jewish people would have an endearing heart toward because he is collecting their money and giving it to the Roman people. And he is a chief one, so he's in charge of other ones. And uh, and then to make matters worse for this guy, he is he's small in stature, and so he's short. And so uh, he's looked down upon professionally. He's looked down upon physically. This is this man's this is this man's life. And, and he wants to come see Jesus, but he can't see him because he's short. Well, let's keep going. Verse four it says, so he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him for he was about to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. Now Zacchaeus, he's climbed a tree. He's hoping to catch a glimpse of Jesus, and he is about to catch so much more than a glimpse of Jesus. Jesus addresses him directly. How does he know Zacchaeus' name is Zacchaeus? The text doesn't say. But he says, I'm, I'm, I'm coming to your house. Come down. Come down. And so Zacchaeus comes down right away. Verse 7. And when they saw it, they grumbled. They is those religious folks around, those who are already standing in, in kind of opposition to Jesus, those who are looking for any excuse they can to, to, uh, to kind of cast Jesus aside, ignore Jesus, belittle Jesus. And uh, so they, they, they see Jesus interacting with Zacchaeus. It says, this is what they do. They grumble. They complain. He has gone to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. Who is a sinner? This reminds us of the language that is used of the woman who comes and anoints Jesus' feet and, and cries and washes his feet with her tears and her hair. And, and the, the, the Pharisee said, Jesus, if he knew that this man, woman was such a sinner, he would not even interact with her. Same language here. Jesus is spending time with a a tax collector. Ah, it's like you, the words kind of just taste wrong in your mouth. Verse 8. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, 
half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone for anything, I restore it fourfold. Zacchaeus, in his interactions with Jesus, he comes to this conclusion. So I'm going to give half of my goods to the poor, and I'm going to repay more than what I legally should to those who I have defrauded when I've collected taxes. See, a tax collector, they would knock on the door, and they would say, it says here, this is what you owe, but they, they would add to that. They would read, here's what it says you owe, but I'm going to collect 10% more and then I'm going to line my pockets with it. He says, if I have defrauded anyone, I am going to restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house since he also is a son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. And Jesus, he sees this transformation happening in Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus has come into contact with Jesus. His contact with Jesus is leading him to salvation. And so his repentant response as he's trusting in Jesus is a response that is obvious. It's to make restitution. And Jesus says, salvation has come to this house. And then Jesus gives commentary on himself, not just on Zacchaeus. Says, here's my purpose. I have come to seek and to save the lost. This is Jesus's purpose. Jesus, he came to earth. He came to, to come to us, <clears throat> you and I, who, who know we are sinners. I mean, look at the Pharisees, their response. They grumble. They are self-righteous. They look down on Jesus for his interactions with this sinner. But notice, Jesus is not going and sinning with this man. Jesus is not embracing this man's sinful lifestyle. No, he is seeking this man so he can save this man, so he can rescue him out of his sin and bring him into his fold. Jesus comes to seek and to save the lost. What does this what does this mean for us today as we as we desire to live the ancient way for our modern day? I think this first of all puts us squarely in the place of Zacchaeus. This reminds us that we are the lost, that we are those Jesus comes to seek and to save. We do not earn our salvation. We we are not saved because of our moral standards and our goodness. We are saved because of Jesus and his great salvation rescue plan. He has come. He has has sought us. He has died and been resurrected so that all who trust in him can be saved. Let's put ourselves in his place first. Let's rejoice. And then let's repent. Let's let's turn away from our sinful desires. Let's, like Zacchaeus, let's make restitution where we need to make restitution. Let's care for those who are needy instead of simply caring for ourselves and our selfish desires. Let's put ourselves in Zacchaeus' place. Jesus has come. He has sought us and he has saved us. Let's also, let's put ourselves in the place of, of these Pharisees of these religious leaders, of these grumblers who look at the salvation plan of Jesus and, and the necessity to interact with those who, who are lost. Who, 
who is it that we find easy to judge? Who is it that we, we look at and it's easy for us to look down our nose upon them, to, to belittle them, to, to disregard them, to cast them off as, as sinners who are worthless and unworthy? You know, these are the folks that Jesus would be saying, today I'm coming to your house for dinner. These are the folks that we should be figuring out the appropriate way to interact with them, to engage them, not so that we can participate in their sinfulness, no, but instead so that we can be light in the darkness, so that we can share the grace and the truth of the gospel of Jesus, so we can share with them that Jesus loves them, that he died for them the same way he has died for us. And this reminds us we should not be like the grumblers who just look down our noses at people. No, we should, we should be the hands and feet of Jesus who wants to seek and to save those who are lost. See, ultimately, this, this puts us following the footsteps of Jesus. Jesus, he, he came to seek and to save the lost. We, we don't do that. Our job is not to save anyone. We can't die for the sin of someone else. We needed Jesus to die for our sin. But what we can do is we can be his messengers. We can be his representatives. We can be the light of the world just like Jesus was the light of the world. And then he told us that we are to be the light of the world. And so who is it in your life that you can be praying for? that you can be encountering, that you can be sharing a life with, that you can be inviting them to your house or you can be in their house, that you can be sharing appropriate activities where you can seek them and you can ultimately point them to Jesus who is seeking them and who wants to save them. See, this ancient ancient way for our modern day, this is an appropriate one as we, at least uh, right now, if, if you're watching this video when it's being released, this is leading up to Easter. What an important time to be inviting people to church, inviting people to, to, to spend time with us as we proclaim the beautiful gospel of Jesus Christ. Now today, as we, as we hit the, the end button, I hope that you will sit down and maybe write down one or two names, names of people who you know don't know Jesus, who you can spend time with, who you can maybe even invite to come and worship with you this Easter so they can hear the great news of the gospel of Jesus. Let's go be those who follow Jesus as he seeks and saves the lost.